This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Okay, good evening, everyone. Um, I saw an amazing insight. Yes, you guessed it. Rabbi Merzov. In which he asks two fundamental questions at the beginning of this week's parsha that I think are required to be asked, and if you haven't asked them, now is the chance to really ponder and reflect on them, and provides a number of different approaches, one of which I want to highlight with you uh, today, that I think really impacts our avodas Hashem, our service of Hashem in general, and particularly during more challenging times. We all know at the beginning of this week's parish, the Torah begins, Yaakov departs from Beersheba by the instructions of his parents to run away from Esau, heads to Haran in order to meet up with Lavan, who hopefully will take care of him during this uh, challenging time. And then the Sivasham asks two very basic questions. Number one, if you look back at the last passage of the previous parsha, the Torah already mentions that uh, both Rivka and Yitzchak instruct Yaakov to get out of here as quickly as possible, to go Baden Aram, to go to, one says to Haran, one says Baden Aram, but to certainly get out of there, certainly go in a similar direction. We know he has left town. And the question that the Islam Rebbe wants to know is, why does the Torah need to reiterate that? In other words, we know he's left already. Why does it need to say, when in fact, that fact has already been established in the previous parsha? Question number one. Number two is, we know that in the, in the very beginning of this week's parsha, the Torah says, He went and he encountered the Gemara in Brachos, tells us, that the word pigia encounter is a language of davening, and therefore we learn out from this that Yaakov was Mesaki and he instituted Mariv. Avram instituted Shachris, Yitzchak instituted Mincha, Yaakov, as the trifecta, instituted Marv. Ask the son of Rebbe, Yaakov Avinu, how old was he? Well, we know he spent 63 years under the tutelage of his father, who was the quintessential, the paradigmatic, Ishagvura, someone who was extremely serious about his relationship with Hashem. He then runs from Yitzchak and Rivka's house away from Esau, and where does he head? To Shem Ve'ever, he spends 14 years, he doesn't sleep a wink. He is learning Yomam Velayla day and night. He has spent his entire life, life as the Torah had already predicted. He was the Ishtam Yoshev Alim. He was a Masmid. He was a diligent, very serious type of learner. Why did it take so long, asks the Slonim Rebbe, why did it take so long for Yaakov to have to institute Mariv? He had been in the coastal based Medrash. He had been in an environment that was so spiritual. that talked about Hashem, that Hashem was part of their lexicon on a regular basis. Why did it take so many years into his life for him to first be inspired to institute the tefillah of Marif? And the Slonim Rebbe explains that if you think about Yaakov's life, you will realize that this was a momentous occasion and it changed the trajectory of his life forever. Because until this time, as we mentioned, Yaakov had only experienced a world that was kulo ruchni, that was 100% spiritual didn't sleep for the last 14 years because all he was doing was learning. Sat under the guidance, under the auspices of his father, the second of the Baal Yehameh of our Avos, Yitzchak Avinu. Yaakov Avinu knew nothing other than spirituality. He realizes now, as he begins this trip, as he begins this odyssey, this journey, not only physically, but who he's going to have to confront 
who he's going to have to encounter over the next several years of his life, be it Lavan, be it Esav, these are people that he's never had to meet up with before. He's never had to navigate these uncharted territories before. This was the first time in his life he was getting to what people like to call the real world. Says the Slanam Rebbe, that's why Yaakov Avinu had to be misaking to institute tefillah now. Because he was heading into a world of choshech. He was heading into a world that unfortunately was completely uh, absent of ruchnius, and he had never experienced that before. He needed chizuk. He needed somebody to literally hold his hand and to help him navigate this new world. Says the son of Rebbe, Yaakov Aminu chose this time in his life to institute tefillah, and I'm going to read you the words because they're so good. He says, even during a time when a Jew is experiencing Choshech, Yaakov Avinu wasn't just instituting the tefillah of Marv for himself, but he was doing it to serve as a role model for all of his descendants, for all of his progeny, so that the people that would be reading the Torah for years afterwards would realize that a Jew always has the opportunity to connect to the Rebona Shlolo. There are going to be times of or there are going to be times of clarity in one's life where it's going to be very easy to connect to Hashem. And yet there are going to be times in life in which it's harder to locate, harder to understand what is HaKadosh Baruch Hu asking of me. And even in the times of Choshech, Yaakov Avinu wants his Enoch, his descendants to know it's also a time to David. It's also a time to be able to connect to Hashem. That says the Nesiva Shalom is why the Torah had to reiterate something that seemed to be superfluous. Because what the Torah was telling us, they weren't telling us about a physical location. What the Torah was telling us was giving us context to why Yaakov Avinu instituted this tefillah. Yaakov was leaving a world that only he knew. A world of Ishtam Yosheva Alim. Now he was going to transition into a new world that he had never experienced before. A world that he was going to have to confront immoral, unethical people. A world that he wasn't going to necessarily be able to handle in the way he had experienced previous to this. And with that, what happens? Now Yaakov says, if I'm heading into a new world that I'm not accustomed to, I got to daven. I'm not just going to daven, but I'm going to serve as a role model for all of my descendants so that they should know that when they need to confront something that's going to be challenging, when they need to navigate a certain uh, situation that they are not familiar with, they're going to go ahead and they're going to daven. I think it's a powerful message, certainly as we continue to navigate this very unusual set of circumstances, these unprecedented times, that I think the Torah is telling us a timely message, that even during times of Choshech, even during times in which we don't really understand, no one understands. Physicians don't understand. The federal government doesn't understand. No rabbis understand. We're all in the same boat to realize that we have to go ahead and look to the only being that does understand Kiviyachal, the only being that understands how to guide us, and that's of course the Rebona Shalom. We take this message, we use this message as a moral compass, as a compass of how to navigate these waters, and Amir Tashem, it should provide us with tremendous chizok and to guide us in the holy ways of the Torah.